Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in January of 2021. And welcome to episode 33, Tools, Models, and Strategies. We want to give a shout out to our new friend on Twitter at GoodToKnowMath. She tried out one of our number line number sense routines. She said, did our first mystery number on the number line. Thanks at Laura and Karina. Talk about engaging in person and virtual. Smiles shining under the mask with mystery solved. Hashtag I teach math. Yay! Yay! Oh my gosh. When I saw that, those little faces smiling. <gasps> oh. That made my day. Thank you so much to for sharing that with us. Yes. That meant the world to us. And not just to you at Good to Know Math, but to so many other listeners who mm-hmm. have tweeted at us, shown us pictures. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> For sharing those pictures with us, it really does mean so much. Yes, because we know it took our time and we wanted to be able to say, hey world, let's try this out. We're still kind of in awe that downloads have happened all over the world. Yes. So please keep tweeting. And we want you to know it's just us two. Right. There's no team behind us. We're the team. We're the team. (laughs) We edit. We we. We create, we do all of it, and it's just so exciting to know that it's people are beneficial, using it. right? Yes. Right. Okay, my reflection for this week. I really realized today that we're not just teaching in two places at one time. Okay, on the last episode, I said that where we are, we're teaching hybrid, which means we have some in class and some virtual. Right. However, it really, really just hit me today that let's say you have 10 kids in class and 10 kids online. You're really teaching to 11 different classrooms because that's 11 different environments. Oh, I see what you're saying. Each of those 10 kids at home, you know when they unmute. You know, is there silence? Is there noise? Is there crying? Is there dogs? Are there parents talking? Like, Every environment is like a mini classroom, every home right now. So it's not just teaching two different classes at the same time. It's teaching multiple classes, however many kids you have at home, plus the group you have in front of you. It's true. I never thought of it that way. It's true. And it really, it took me till the end of January to figure that out. Yeah. And it's just really, people, this is impossible. So everything that you're doing to try to engage kids and keep them with you and pray, you know, it, congratulations to all of us yeah. for making it through this far. Right. And that also explains why we're all so exhausted oh. because it really isn't, it's not even two classrooms. Right. It's so many more. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'd like to share some good news from this week. Brody, my son, is learning how to subtract mixed numbers. Okay. We did different things. We tried different things. We looked at it in different ways. And of course. 
numbers. I brought out a number line. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and when he did it on the number line, and it wasn't, they weren't, because he's in fourth grade. So they're like denominators. Right. They're like denominators. They're not too far. He's still just learning. They're not right. too far apart. We're not dealing with, you know, big, big gaps between one and the other. Okay. He saw, he had trouble seeing it when you have to regroup, right? Oh, yeah. That whole renaming. That renaming, right. changing it, regrouping, or whatever, you know, turning it from a mixed number into a fraction greater than one. Mm-hmm. He was subtracting under the whole number. Mm-hmm. Where he had right? to rename. Right, where he, he would have to rename and regroup, and, and he just had trouble with right. it. So let's take out a number line, let's right. draw a number line, let's see it on a number line. We could just count up right which is what subtraction is also right and he was like oh that's so much easier (laughs) wait you mean mom knows what she's talking about (laughs) i think i said that to him too (laughs) i was like yeah it's like i know what i'm doing (laughs) but he was but it clicked you Mm -hmm. know and i want to say it's okay if that's where he's at if he wants to draw it I know after a few times, he's going to start seeing it in a different way. Right. And it'll make sense to him in whatever way he chooses, right? If right. it goes, if he goes back to just subtracting mixed numbers or if he goes to switching and converting it mm-hmm. into a fraction greater than one. But now he's he's seeing it visually. Right, right. I have good news too from this week. Tell me. I'm working with the fifth graders this week. Mm-hmm. So of course I bring out... One of our number line, number sense routines, I chose which number line doesn't belong. Now, I took our own advice and said, don't do the number line first. I went to whichonedoesntbelong.ca and I found an emoji one. Because when you said about the superhero one, I I looked at that, but I kept going and I was like, oh, I like this emoji one. Yeah. So I put that as the first one. Oh, you tweeted about this. I I did. I did. And I wanted to make sure, because I didn't know if the kids have done which one doesn't belong. P.S. They haven't. And it was much easier for me to explain how to do it without using numbers first. Yeah. Well, they did great on the emoji one. And I said, okay, here we go. So I put up our very first which number line doesn't belong slide. Yep. And of course, they were a little confused, right? Which is fine. And at one point I said to them, because they they started talking about the midpoints that our tick marks are. And I said, do you want me to label them? And they were like, yes, yes. So I said, all right, what's this one? So we got to label things. And that, I think, helped them see which ones didn't belong a little easier. Right. And listeners, we did that on purpose also. We did. <laughs> so that you can have that conversation of what is the midpoint mm-hmm. oh. with your class. And I got to talk about endpoint, starting point. Yeah, Is there another word for starting point? Because the kids, I said to them, what do we call this? And they said, starting point? I said, well, that makes sense to me. But, you know, we say midpoint. We say ed- end point. Yeah, do- I, I, I've always said starting point. I don't even think I've I ever don't. said starting point i think i've just said the end point and the midpoint yeah so listeners if it's not starting point please let us know yeah let us know (laughs) well that actually drew out we got to talk about consecutive numbers Mm. and i can guarantee you there were only maybe one kid per class that could even tell me what that that the word was consecutive i got to talk about all right so it's numbers that go in order 
Well, I said something like, but you don't skip count and whatever. After the second day of being with the kids, I said to myself, this doesn't sound right. So I went to Google and I put in consecutive numbers and something else, I don't know. And I tried to go to a reputable site and lo and behold, on several sites, it said that consecutive numbers could be like multiples of five, five, 10, 15. So as oh. long as they're going in order. So I have to go back to those classes and say, right. wait, I was wrong. Uh, yes, they have to go in order, but you can, as long as the break is the same. What, what the word jump, am I? Jump, the skip. The, the skip, yeah. yeah. That the skip is the same. So if you're skip counting by twos, fine. Two, four, six, eight, ten are all consecutive even numbers. Gotcha. Look at you always learning. Always learning. <laughs> Let's jump into this week's topic. Tools, models, and strategies. You and I have started a good discussion before we were recording and I said, stop, we have to capture all of yes, this. <laughs> yes. I think what we wanted to do first was just understand what each one was. We wanted a clear definition. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's best to look elsewhere for <laughs> for a clear definition. So we went to Christina Tondevold mm -hmm. and she said that strategies are, how she sees them are things that are inside the student's head, mm -hmm. what's in their head. Mm -hmm. Models are what's on paper. Right. And you and I had discussed that tools then would really just be the hands-on manipulatives, things that they can move and touch and tactile. Right. And I, I think at some point we also talked about how these three things intertwine with each yes. other. That you can use the tool as a model. Right. Right. If we're thinking about a 10 frame, a 10 frame is a tool, right? Yes. What you do with it, maybe you're going to model different ways to show eight on that tool. Yeah. And then maybe a strategy is doubling the four or yeah. double, double from the two, two, four, eight. Right. right? Yeah. So I think that they do intertwine. I think the problem is when things get turned into procedures. Yes. That's where the problem lies. And then it also kind of turns into the algorithm. Right. Which, with no understanding, is the biggest problem. Right, right. And that's where, as teachers, we have to be extra careful and extra mindful mm -hmm. of just how these are being used in our class by our students and by us. Correct. The, our language has to be precise. Precise. And can we stop? I don't know. Can we stop putting up anchor charts that say step one, step Ugh. two, step three? Please? And please? <laughs> yeah. And because the kids don't understand it yeah. anyway. Yeah. So why are those even up there? Right. Or we let them use some kind of model or strategy that they understand. Right. Let's let's talk about some of the examples that we came up with okay. too. Okay. For so so some tools that we use often. Right. I wrote down number number line. What is what is what a shock. <laughs> number lines. <laughs> 10 frames, base 10 blocks, fraction tiles, counters or tiles. You can tell that we're just doing um, fractions right now because right. it's yes, on my mind, are. right? <laughs> I added a ruler to mine, number mm. path, 10 frame, rec and rec, and dice. Yeah. I didn't tell you that before, I don't think. True. Where dice can be a tool. Which means then also cards. And I, I almost wrote down cards. Yeah, <laughs> they can be a tool too. They can. And not just... Here, flash them no, up. No, 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 no. Like a Let's deck. Let's use them. A deck. 
a right. deck of cards. But let's use them purposefully. Right. Not just try to memorize right. facts. Which then would, would dominoes then also be like I, a tool? I think so. I think all games could probably be tools. Why couldn't they be? Right. I think it's what you do with the tool. Yeah. So think about a hammer. A hammer is right. just a hammer. Yes. What do we do with the hammer? Oh, sometimes we want to use that hammer more than <laughs> than we can give ourselves credit for, right? We've had a really bad day. And, you know, I've never thrown an axe. Maybe we should go to one of those axe <laughs> throwing. A ta- tangent. <laughs> totally. But, I, well, an axe is a tool, it right? Is. It is and a maybe tool. just throw it and get those school frustrations, frustrations out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so tools, hands-on, manipulatives, mm-hmm. things that they... So e- anything, um, anything, even popsicle sticks then. We talked about this before. Yep. Okay. A model then, and so we're ta- still taking Christina's definition, mm-hmm. which would be a model is what's what students write on paper, what they actually are modeling on paper. Right. How they take their thinking and Put it show down. it or write. Yeah. Again... A number line comes up because that is a way to model anything, right? And I'm Additions, shocked you didn't say your favorite thing first. Well, it's on the. It's, I left it for last. You see, I oh, you're did. Building yes, up to I'm it. building. All okay. Right. Then we have ten frames. So again, it gets repeated. Ten frames could be used as a model. Uh, part, part, whole. Mm-hmm. Fraction bars. Mm-hmm. Number bonds. Yep. And area model, <laughs> which then. You have to use the tools, right, if they're not in that right part, and I mean W-R-I-T-E, if they're still in the build it or draw it. Yes. Right? Isn't it, and we're kind of, I guess the tools is the build it. Right. And the, the models is the draw it. Yeah, so it comes and back strategies to... strategies yeah, is... It, it's like numbers. It's right. It, it comes back to CRA, doesn't it? Does. It does. It really does. Yeah. And they're they're intertwined, like you said. Yeah. They're, you know, we one leads to another. The tools lead themselves to the model, which then hopefully also helps them build those strategies, mm-hmm. which is what's in their head. Mm-hmm. Some of the strategies that you had thought of? Yes, I put, somehow double came to my mind a lot because I put doubling and having, mm-hmm. doubles plus one and doubles minus mm-hmm. one. Well, and doubles, I guess. But double, double, double. Yeah. <laughs> Compensation strategy and decomposing strategies. I think those are huge and they get they don't get enough press right you know right i mean if we can you even said about number bonds right yeah Did you talk about number bonds yeah or as a part, model part mm-hmm. Whole? Mm-hmm. like if we can get kids to use those tools to connect the strategies you know what I, i'm also gonna say about graham fletcher okay, okay. I'm using his BFF kit yes. for addition and subtraction. I'm I, a little jelly, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But anyway, go on. Well, I think in the fall, the multiplication and division one I comes know, out. I'm and ready. I know you're going to be waiting, <laughs> waiting for that one. However, I watched a webinar that he did recently with the Global Math Department. And now I understand his way of thinking about using 
image talks where you're using actual pictures of things and then using a tool like we were talking about and either beginning with a three-act task or maybe doing a three-act task right then and there to kind of bring everything together, then going into a number talk. Because you and I are both huge into number talks. Yes. And I understand now why he does those other things before he gets to a number talk so that it's not just naked numbers. Right. He's putting those number talks with the context that he showed before, that the kids now have almost like an anchor to be with. And then using games. Right. Which is... Of course, one of my favorite things to do. I think I brought that up because we don't want strategies to be naked, yeah. right? We want them to have some kind of meaning behind them because we don't want that problem to arise again. Well, and I think we want to encourage the kids to come up with their strategies. And that's, P.S., that's what Common Core was supposed to be. Right. Was supposed to let the kids develop the strategies. Yeah, so that you kind of bring them to the buffet, but you let them decide what they're going to partake in, right? Like, mm-hmm. decide what they're going to take and do something with. But yeah. unfortunately, we get in their way. Parents get in their way. Ten- Justine gets in the way. But like, I, I'm, and not to put blame on parents, but they don't know what we know. Right. So what do they do to kids? Standard algorithm right yeah. away. Let me yeah. just show you this quick, fast way. And yeah. we're like, no. Like, it's that slow, no. Yeah. You know? Which but- means that standard algorithm and any algorithm is really a model, right? It is. It is. Because it's what's on paper. Yes. So whether we're talking about partial sums or partial products, or partial quotients, there's got to be a partial difference in there somewhere, right? Ooh, I hadn't thought of I, that. Me neither, but there there must be. There must be. Oh, I'm going to have to investigate that. <laughs> yes. Well, you can. You could take part of something away. Right. Well, it's like decomposing, and right? You could, it is, If it's yes. you're subtracting 18, you could do 10 and then 8. Correct. Right. Yes. Or you can compensate. You could say, okay, no, let me bump right. it up because that's that con constant difference and right. I want to deal with 20 instead right. of 18. Right. Right. <laughs> I also think that using the right tool or model or strategy really comes down to number sense. Oh. <laughs> right? Because all of it. There's a critical thinking piece associated with which do I pick? Yes. So part of being fluent with numbers is choosing an appropriate strategy. Right. It's not just being accurate, flexible, and efficient. It's choosing the appropriate strategy within that context. Yes. Yes. And it's okay not to pick the best one on the first try. Right. Right. That that's really what we want. We want them to make that error and say, oh, you know, maybe I could have thought of this in a different way. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a more efficient way to do this. Or maybe I can tweak this a little bit Mm -hmm. so that it fits a little bit better. And you know what the kids need? Time. Yes. They need time. We don't have. This is, and it comes back to this, that it's so hard to, especially with the pressures of testing, it comes back to that, that it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to give that to them, to provide them with the time they need. Okay, people, it's the end of January. We really need to write to, tweet to, I don't care, walk, march to each of our state governors and say, take this 
off of our plates. Yeah. It, this is so unrealistic. So unrealistic. Yeah. All right, we have to end on a positive note because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. Well, about, and I do want uh, to... I testing. Right, I know. I do want to say I remember at a virtual math summit, Dr. Barry had talked a lot about this book, Rough Draft Math mm-hmm. by Amanda Jansen. Mm-hmm. And, Which, P.S., I don't have yet. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. Not. I don't either. But uh, my friend does, actually. My teacher friend. I should steal it from her and, and read it. You mean borrow. <laughs> we will give steal. it back. <laughs> uh, but that's, I mean, just the title alone. Yes. I, I mean, I'm in love with that idea of rough draft. Yep. And that it's not just a writing thing right strategy <laughs> strategy <laughs> is it no no is it a strategy is no it a now tool? it's a model <laughs> because it's on paper hmm. <laughs> i don't know no. i don't know either but it's not just something for writing. for writing right right it's something that or even science i feel like sometimes rough drafts you know thinking stem well, and engineering I mean, that's all rough drafts how about isn't it? all experiments are rough drafts yeah, yeah you're right you're because right. if it doesn't end the way you think guess what you start yeah. again yeah your and hypothesis has to change we or, need to right. bring that into math that yes. that idea and that language because but don't you say it all i say it all the time do you want to revise your thinking? Yes. I say that all the time yes. now. Yes, yeah. So I think you and I probably do it naturally. Right. I should do it more, though. I feel like I've uh, I've forgot. Stopped. I've stopped okay. a little hey, bit. we brought it back to the front burner. <laughs> That's then. right. That's right. Listeners, your challenge for this week is to share with us what tools, models, and strategies really work for your class. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too. Thank you.